episode number nine. In this episode, Daniel Mandler, the current maintainer of Slim, the templating language, talks about Slim, Hamel, open source, Sinatra, Ruby, and SciRuby. What is Slim? What's cool about it, and why should one consider using it? Well, uh, Slim is a template language to produce XML or HTML files, and you can use it in your Ruby projects. Well, for to create websites, for example, it integrates with Rails and with other smaller frameworks like Sinatra. And the cool thing is also the syntax, which is somehow reduced to the minimum, the minimal syntax that you need to create some kind of HTML document. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the other good thing about Slim is that um, it produces some kind of well-formed uh, HTML in most cases, so you don't have to care that much about writing the, the markup. The cool thing about Slim is most of the architecture or that you can play with it and hack it somehow. I use Slim uh, mostly because it's um, so quick to write some HTML or XML files. It's very productive and I can read them easily, the files. And I also um, don't have the feeling that I write too much. I only write what is necessary. And that's why I use it and maybe you should also use it because of that. Why should people consider using Slim instead of... Hemo, for example. Well, I think it has a nicer syntax and it also has a lot of uh, features which um, allow you to uh, work very productively. If you say, for example, that um, Hamel is similar to Slim, this is completely right, but in software development there's some kind of evolution and so it doesn't always have to be a revolution, but sometimes you just replace something which with something yeah which makes you a bit more productive and it's also already worth it. The other point is that I would say that the implementation of Slim um, has a high quality, which makes it somehow a good platform. And this also allows you, for example, to achieve high performances at execution time. Slim, I have to admit, uh, compiles quite slowly compared to Haml. But uh, when you have the compiled template, then it's executed a few times faster than usually. Well, in the back end, the architecture is also pretty different, I would say. Um, Slim uses a Temple in the back end, which yeah. is some kind of template compiler infrastructure. And this also allows uh, Slim to be quite uh, uh, extendable. Have you been using Haml in the past? Yes, I used it mm -hmm. uh, for quite a while in multiple projects. Mm -hmm. And at some point I stumbled upon Slim, and which was quite new at that time, and then I started improving and using it. How did you get started with Slim and open source? I started using open source projects a long time ago, using, for example, a Linux system. And uh, at some point you start to use some projects for your own developments, and then it is not such a big step to also contribute. So what's the story? How did you get started with Slim? I was working on a Rails project which used Haml templates and at some point I just stumbled upon uh, Slim which was quite, in, quite new and uh, the code base was not really uh, matured and at this point I also started uh, to improve it. So you took uh, over the project from somebody else, right? Uh, Slim you mean? Yeah. Yes, uh, this project was uh, started by Andrew Stone who's also uh, contributing from time to time, but I'm mostly maintaining it. 
For newbies, you recommended using Slim and Sinatra. Why do you think that's a good uh, package? Yeah, I think they are both great tools. Um, they are small frameworks, small systems, not um, not very complicated, and they are then they they do one thing and they do it well. It's not like a huge system where you don't see what's going on. You just have small components, and each component by itself can be looked at. For example, if you take Sinatra, it only does the routing and also some template handling, some some helpers, um, but mostly HTTP request and response handling. And this is built upon Rack, which does even more basic things. And Sinatra um, extends it with routing capabilities. And then we have Slim, which is um, just used for rendering. So we have one thing used for every single um, functionality. And then, since we want to build a dynamic application, then we can also extend it with some um, database and add some component, which is just doing database stuff. And then we plug all these things together. And since they don't depend on each other, we can do it in a very nice way. It's not that um, we're bound to use something that we don't want. We can just plug together what we want and play around with the single components. And at some point we say maybe, oh, okay, we want to replace that part and then we can easily replace it since they are loosely coupled, these things. And that's the difference uh, compared to a huge framework. I think with a huge framework like Rails, you, you get started maybe easier. You get something big running very quickly. This is a good thing. But at the same time, you are also, it's also more difficult to look into the details. I think with a small framework, you can learn a lot since you can dig through the code very quickly. Can you name a couple of people in the Ruby and Slim community listeners should definitely follow? Um, well, the Slim community is not that large. I mean, if you take a look at the GitHub pages, it's just a small maintainer team. Um, but I think that you should follow some the interesting people of projects that you use. For example, I would suggest that you follow the people working on the Sinatra project. And I would suggest that you uh, maybe also follow the people working on Rails because it's such, a, such an important framework. What do you like about Ruby and why do you use it? Ruby has a lot of language features that remind me of languages that I like or used before I started using Ruby, like Perl and Lisp. Yeah. For example, from Perl it has these capabilities uh, to be good with when working with text and from Lisp, it has this functional style. Since this is an important issue to you, what can you tell us about SciRuby? Ah, this is an interesting question. Um, Ruby is currently mostly used in web development, um, and I'm working as a scientist, so I would also like to use uh, from time to time the language in science to do some calculations, some scripting, some plotting, things like that. Yeah. Um, like, for example, in Python. You, uh, you can do that using NumPy and IPython. So, um, and then there's this project, SciRuby, which tries to change that. There's also the iRuby project, which integrates um, Ruby with IPython, which is the Python notebook, which uh, is used very often in science. And so you can now use Ruby also um, with this notebook mm -hmm. and start doing your own um, small scripts. And it's very good also for demonstration purposes. Um, is it correct to say that the Python community has an edge in the scientific community? Yeah, definitely. I think most of the scientific software is written um, in Python or with uh, Python bindings, at least. Why do you think that is? 
well, this just because they were maybe the first mover and Python is also a bit of a simpler language which makes it maybe more adequate for use in science if someone is not so focused on programming. Mm -hmm.